All the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. No, it's live, pal. And I have half the brain that you do! Trying to make me look like a jackass! edition of uh i don't know shit the life and times of psycho city it's time to do a bit of sitting if you know what i mean i am your host brent files and with me as always is my compadre my fellow gooner glenn abbott ga russell and glenn abbott glenn how you doing i'm doing very well looking forward to a bit of sitting doing some sitting is usually my favorite part of my week glenn and this was definitely two tasty bits of sitting it really was so this one isn't going to be like the other four episodes we're going to uh we got a couple of matches that we're going to review we do also have one jobber match that the mayor will be um, joining us for later glenn may be with us for that glenn may not you'll have to tune in to find out when that happens um, yeah i will as well <laughs> yeah glenn will be just as shocked as you will <laughs> So there's that. So yeah, we're, we're, we'll review a match from the very first Halloween Havoc. Glenn, did you realize this? This is the very first Halloween Havoc. I did because I watched a bit of it before getting to this, and they did say that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know until I just looked it up right now, and I'm, you know, <laughs> like, you know Halloween Havoc '89, and it says first. Yeah. So this must be the first. October 28th, 1989, it is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Philadelphia Civic Center. Um, do you want to guess what the tagline was for Halloween Havoc 1989? I don't know. Something frightening Philly or something. Settling the score. No, settling the score. Oh, okay. It should have been like Fright Night or some shit like that, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think that's just a weird. I always find like taglines for pay-per-views always fascinating. You know, they're always so funny. Yeah, but this one. Uh, what is the point? <laughs> so I guess the main event on this show is a Thunderdome cage match. Oh, yes, with Ric Flair. Mm. Yeah, Flair and Sting take on Terry Funk in the Great Moodle. So I'm assuming they're settling their scores with... Because I know Funk had just beaten up uh, Flair, like, pal drove him through a table, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I... I don't think they did a lot of Thunderdome matches, did they? No, no, it was a rare, it was a rare thing. You know what, Glenn? We're going to go back and review that match someday because I want to. I don't think I've ever watched that, and I think that would no. be very interesting to have a look at. So. Yeah, because you guarantee that that's not going to be a technical classic. No, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> also, the reference special guest referee is Bruno San Martino, which is interesting. All right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would sort of look through this card and see if there's any other matches that I would love to watch. And there is um, Tommy Rich versus the Cuban Assassin might be something. Hmm. 
yeah. lot of tag team matches on this show, though. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There is. We got one six-man tag, a tag team match for the NWA World Tag Team Champions, and uh, the dynamic <laughs> dudes with Jim Cornette. Huh? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I seem to remember there's some story behind that. It backfired on Cornette, and he ended up magic, managing the dynamic dudes. I would love to be in a room and listen to Johnny Ace and Jim Cornette have a conversation. That would be... Oh, my God. Opposite ends of the spectrum. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love every second of that. Uh, they sold that on pay-per-view. I would, I might think about stealing it off the internet. Because <laughs> that would be something. Uh, but anyhow, Glenn, we're not here to review Halloween Havoc 1998, although it does look like a good card. Um, we're here to review one match and one match alone, Glenn. That is the Road Warriors and one Hawk battling the Skyscrapers. You want to talk about big, meaty men slapping meat, Glenn? Oh, Definitely. This is a no-sell special. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two teams that don't want to sell completely. This is a red light no-sell special is what this match is. It is. It, is. it definitely is. Uh, Dan Spivey sporting one hell of a haircut, I must say. I know we've seen it before, <laughs> but I just really like that Dan Spivey toe hawk that he's got going on. Yeah, yeah. Very nice looking stuff. I was thinking, how would, have, how would history have changed if Dan Spivey had gone to the WWE WWF instead of Mark Callis? So you would have Callis and Sid as the skyscrapers and Spivey as the Undertaker. Would have been very interesting. I mean, Spivey is a terrifying looking man, so he could have easily been the Undertaker. I don't know if he has like I would have thought charisma and all that stuff. I don't think he has it on the level of Mark Calloway. And no disrespect for Dan Spivey because he had a hell of a career and he was a hell of a wrestler. And I don't want him to murder me. Um, but he's not Mark Calloway. Nobody could have done that like that. So no, no, not for the length of time. He might well have got away with it for a year or two, but there is no way it would have it would have gone on as long as it did. Yeah, no, no way. I think a lot of the reason why maybe they didn't bring Spivey in earlier is because like. He had a similar like look, Hulk Hogan. Like, granted, he didn't have like the muscle mass that Hogan had, but like if you looked at him from behind, you'd think Dan Spivey was Hulk Hogan back in the fucking eighties. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So Animal and Spivey start off the match. I mean, <laughs> they are laying the shit in, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. There's a point there. Spivey actually. So you're talking about this being the no so special. Is Hulk. Animal comes in and does one of it. There is you know, trademark clotheslines. The Spivey just stands there. So he comes back. He gets more leverage off the ropes and goes at him again. And Spivey, instead of selling it, he sort of just crumples to his knees and rolls out under the ropes. <laughs> I think maybe Hawk said, you know what, motherfucker? You're not going to sell this one here. Sell this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah i mean these th this was like i'm gonna hit you as hard as i can but i'm gonna pretend like it doesn't hurt at all or it doesn't hurt at all i'm not sure which one it was maybe this doesn't yeah. hurt <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they say about no sense no feeling 
<laughs> it sums these four up perfectly. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Um, Sid finally comes in. He goes for a clothesline. Um, and, but I don't know if, like, Hawk was supposed to duck. Uh, and he just didn't because, like, Sid, like, completely whiffed. He, like, went right over the top of the head of Hawk. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. Again, it's this that thing. Uh, nobody's giving to their opponent at all. So, sort of smashing him, shoot in the nose. See, they had to lift his arm a bit and sort of glance off the top of his head. Yeah, it just looked really <laughs> awkward. So, yeah, so congrats to Sid for not actually killing Hulk. But Hulk <laughs> didn't do him any favors by <laughs> not ducking. Yeah, and then Hawk like laid him like he didn't lay him out, but he like knocked Sid down to knee with a with a huge clothesline of his own. Yeah. And every time, Glenn, every time anybody hit the ring in this match, the fucking ring moved like three inches to the left or right, <laughs> you know, back or front every single time. I'm not even kidding either. It, it wasn't anchored down well for nearly 1,200 pounds worth of man in the ring. Yeah, it was not ready for that. It really wasn't. Um, Animal hits a big shoulder block that sends Sid crashing to the outside. Hawkins uh, and Sid get into a little bit of a test of strength. And then Hawk transitioned this test of strength, and then he monkey flipped Sid. And I didn't have that on my bingo card for this match. No, no. It's a, a wrestling match <laughs> broke out suddenly. Yeah, I could not fucking believe. Like, I'm looking at Sid versus, um, you know, animal and we just saw a goddamn i'm sorry hawk and we just saw a goddamn monkey flip like i just that blew my mind yeah uh, we got a botch of the night we got sid and spivey in the ring and they had dappled seeming on um i think it was animal uh, yeah, Sid goes comes out the corner for a clothesline, and Spivey's supposed to drop kick him in the back, but misses by a good foot. So much so that they even mentioned it on commentary that he missed him. Yeah, <laughs> he really did. And then uh, I just I, that might be the least stiff move Dan Spivey's ever thrown in his entire career. What's that drop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, Sid picked up fucking Hawk, and you know what? He did the jobber last week that we watched. He literally did that to Hawk. He gave him the fucking helicopter bomb. He had it come from. He did the, yeah, the spinning, the spinning slam as they Sid spinning slam as they called it. But he didn't go for a pin though, Glenn. You got to oh. go for a pin after that. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, that's because Hawk jumped straight back up. He didn't exactly give him time. <laughs> to get to get over and pin him. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I guess that's if you if you're gonna if you're gonna be thrown halfway across the ring, you need, at least you need to act dazed enough that the, your opponent can get over there and pin you. But yeah, it was just yeah, it was that quick. He was up. He might as well kipped up. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, they eventually get him to the outside and like they pick him up and drop him across the barricade on his chest. I can't yeah, remember if he's or animal. That, that was stiffer than stiff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this entire match, if, if I was giving this match a ranking, I would rank it as stiff. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, I don't, it's kind of going to be a toss up between this match and the next match we review, which one was stiffer because they're both pretty fucking stiff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, Dance Bobby hit like a, a beautiful, like, vertical suplex on uh, Hawk, which was pretty fucking impressive for a guy his size to be doing that. Very nice. Yeah, and we get another get, uh, no, good nose selling where Spivey does the thing of stooping down to backdrop your opponent, but Hawk anticipates it and kicks Spivey in the face, as as is a good count as that. It's been done a lot. The Spivey no sells out as well. <laughs> Stands up and looks at him. What do you kick me for? <laughs> he, he stood up, he looked at him, and then, then he clotheslined him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if these guys made an agreement with each other or they went out here like, all right, we're not selling shit, okay? Nobody sell a thing. I think there was a lot of agreements going on with this. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, no kidding. Because no you have to see it. The skyscrapers hadn't been pinned in WCW at this point. I don't think they've probably ever been pinned anywhere at this point. Probably not, no. <laughs> um, you can't have the Road Warriors lose. No, yeah, definitely not, no. So that was a perfect way of bringing the thing to an end by very, turning it into an all-out brawl. Yeah, eventually things started to break down. All four of the guys are, are brawling into the ring. And then one of the members of Doom, I'm not sure if it's Ron Simmons or Butch Reed, because for some reason they put them in masks. Yeah, at this point they are. <laughs> I, there's a lot of things in wrestling I'll never understand, but that's like in the top five. Why would you put masks on those guys? Because um, it's the whole story of... Um, Rick Steiner and woman. Um, woman turns on the Steiners and she brings in these two mysterious big black guys. And that's why they're hooded at this point because uh, nobody's supposed to know who they are. But it's obvious who they are for anybody who's seen either Ron Simmons or, <laughs> or Butch fucking Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, before. So. I would have been like, wait a minute, that's fucking Butch Reed, that's Ron Simmons. Butch Reed is super fucking over in Florida. And yeah. so Ron Simmons because he almost won the Heisman Trophy as a defender. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so... Yeah, but that's, okay. why, that's why they're under a hood, and that is why they've got an interest in beating up the Road Warriors and the Skyscrapers. I mean, do I have my wires crossed, Glenn, here? It, the... No, Doom didn't interfere in this one. They interfered interfered in the next one, didn't they? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, sorry. Me and Glenn got our wires crossed here. Yeah. Things started to break down. Animal hits a big power slam on Sid, but Teddy Long gets in the ring, and he's got like a big key or something. Remember this? He had like, was a key. Yeah, it was the metal key that caused all the trouble. And I don't know what this key goes to. Is it a key to the city? Is it a key to his car? Is it a key to his house? Is it a key to King Kong's car? I don't know. Um, but it was Did a big bloody key. What do you say? It was a big bloody key. Yeah, it was a bigger key than Pablo Escobar ever had, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Teddy Long gets to the ring with his magic key. Uh, he starts hitting uh, Sid and Dan. Sorry, we start beating the road wires with this key, and that'll get them DQ'd, of course. 
they keep beating on, on Animal until Hawk gets in there and hits uh, Dan Swag with the clothesline. Then Hawk takes the key and he clears the ring, and now he has the keys to the kingdom, apparently. And the World Warriors win by DQ. Yeah, so that's how that one ended. Um, I mean, a fun match, unless you like selling a lot, then. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't one for people that. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Matt classic with lots of selling. No. There was no catch catch You're just looking for four meaty men beating beating the chair up. Then this is a match for you. Somebody send this link to Big E because he's looking for big sleeves and big men slapping meat. This is the one yeah. right here. Um, but we're gonna move on here. We're gonna bring in the mayor. Glenn might be there. Glenn may not be there. He'll be just as surprised as you all are. We're gonna bring him in and we're gonna watch a squash match, the final squash match of the skyscrapers, Glenn. So it's gonna be bittersweet here. Um, but we're going to throw it to that right now. All right. The surprise, the surprise we had in store for you, the surprise is over. Glenn is here. It's still in the show. We weren't sure if he was or if he wasn't, but here he is. And we've also brought in the mayor because the mayor loves to see the skyscrapers murder jobbers just as much as we do. I so, thought it was rather impressive how he beamed in here like this. Like it was. It was. It's also impressive how you and me aren't even wearing the same clothes as we were a second ago. So I don't, I don't know how that happened. but <laughs> Time travel. The mayorster and ruler of the world can make anything happen. That's right, pal. That's right. All right. So. The skyscrapers are going to take on uh, a couple of jobbers here, so let's let's have a look. Scorpio, Bill Floyd. I don't know why they call him Scorpion. What's well, Scrap Iron? Uh, it's not Scorpion. Scrap Iron. Yeah, scrap, scrap Iron. iron. <laughs> so, scrap Iron Ford. Oh, why couldn't he just be like Meth Head Ford? Because that's like the same thing, right? Yeah, no, we just call him NASCAR Ford. Here we go. Dan Spivey, don't take off fucking Teddy Long's hat because he is bald. <laughs> I'm assuming this match doesn't last very long. I'm going I think to assume Scrap Iron's about to head to the scrapyard. Oh, yeah, you would think so. Before he even knows what hit him. Look at him strutting in the ring listen, there. Teddy listen, Long. he a player. What's going to happen? Is Sid's going to toss you? Look here, players. If you if anybody out there try to challenge me bald or try to take off my hat, you're gonna have to go one on one with the Undertaker player. <laughs> Don't call me Peanut. Yeah, Peanut Head. That's what they were calling. They used to call him Peanut Head. Yeah. Sid started off. He's laughing. He's like, I'm gonna murder both these guys. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Look how much larger he is than the other men. Like, just imagine how terrifying that is. He's standing across the ring from you and he's laughing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! You're gonna oh. die! <laughs> oh. oh no, he's. I don't even know what happened there. I missed it. It was like a fucking a violent choke slam, an extra violent choke slam. Did you pull his head off? <laughs> this guy just got off his shift at Chi Chi's to get kicked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he was just serving fucking margaritas, and now he's getting his ass whipped by Sid. Yeah, you trying to get tagged in? Oh no, he's getting stuck in the corner between Sid and Dan Spivey, which is where you don't want to be. 
Tag out scrap iron. <laughs> oh, he got taken to the scrap yard there, didn't he? Oh, no, not this guy. Oh. Which one was this? This uh, wasn't that, scrap iron. That's it? scrap iron, 100%. Scrap iron. Okay, yeah. I was going to call him Thunderbolt, but... <laughs> Thunderbolt scrap iron is what I like to call it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. He looks like sick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> he looks like like someone you would see in like a Cheech and Chum movie that was like hanging out in the background of one of the weird houses they went to get drugs from. Yeah, not so much cactus Jack as aloe vera Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so they're actually pretty pretty kind to these jobbers. They didn't really beat the shit out of oh, them too much. No, they didn't even use the. Uh, the spinning, whatever that thing is. Yeah, man, you didn't get to see this one with us, but he did that fucking spinning powerbomb to Hawk from the Legion of Doom. Yeah. No. Yes, yes, he did. He did, yep. And of oh, course, my God. Hawk no sold it. Yeah, yeah he... Hawk just got back up like nothing happened. <laughs> wow. That's scrap iron here, though. What they know, He doesn't need help. Don't help him. That match we just watched, man, we, we called it... The it, the uh, the unsettable match. Yeah, yeah. It was and it was the red light no self special. Nobody was selling anything. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the end of that. Um, so I hope <sighs> you enjoyed some more. Um, them destroying jobbers, mayor. Oh, I love it. I'm sad I missed another Tilt a World power bomb or whatever you want to call it. You can go back and watch it. It's on the um 1989 Halloween Havoc. They must have uh, cut that after not too long. It was probably after Hawk took it, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Okay, well, now me and we're going to go back to just me and Glenn and the man. And Glenn, we're going to teleport. We're going to hit a teleport button. Ready? See you guys. All right. Glenn, maybe, maybe not. Glenn, I don't know if Glenn was in that last segment or if he wasn't, but how you doing, Glenn? Good to have you back, or not back. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> That's good. Well, Glenn, we're we're going to watch um, some more men slap some meat, are we? We are. Well, we we are. Um, to be fair, we've told half the story. We did. Of this one in our first bit. At the end, anyway. So, sorry for the spoilers, folks. If you never ever, I can't even remember what year this was from. From I'll let you do the intro anyway. He's eighty nine as well. So yeah, it's a fair few years ago. So sorry if you've not watched it or you didn't want to spoil it for it. If you turned on a nineties, eighties based review wrestling podcast and you didn't want to know spoilers, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you found yourself here. I'm glad you're here. But yes, we're going to spoil old wrestling for you. I apologize. <laughs> so this one is the Clash of Champions 9, Glenn. It is New York Knockout. They're in Troy, New York. You ever heard of the big city of Troy, New York? No. Me fucking neither, man. <laughs> I thought I knew quite a few of the suburbs of New York, but I've never heard of Troy. They're saying this is like one of the big three suburbs of New York. There's Troy, um, 
there's another one that runs a lot of wrestling events too. I had it in my mind and now it's gone. So I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, Troy. And then there's Albany. Albany yeah. Which had the Knickerbocker Arena, which yeah. is a bunch of wrestling stuff. And then there's another one. Maybe is it Kip? Is it Poughkeepsie? Maybe it could be. It could yeah, be. That, that sounds familiar. It was a wrestling. One of the places that the WWF, WWE visit. Yeah, in the early 90s, they were definitely in Poughkeepsie a lot. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, and I don't know if this is like the nostalgia feeling, and I think they had this for Halloween Havoc too, but I really like like the stage setup where they had those lights behind them, and I just thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I did. Do you remember? Did they have that at Halloween Havoc too, or why do I only remember it at Clash of the Champions? No, it wasn't at Halloween Havoc. So, yeah, like, all spooky stuff around the the arch and everything at Halloween Havoc. That's right. That's right. Like they always do. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I, those, it's like, especially when Sid and Dan Spivey were coming to the ring and they, you know, their massive muscles are like showing behind these flashing lights. It just looked yeah. really fucking cool. I thought they looked badass coming to the ring. I love this. I love the start of this. Did you love the part where Scott came out and then he couldn't find Rick and then Rick made his way through the crowd like um, the yeah. shield? I say, yeah, I was going to say, is this is top notch, barky mad Rick Steiner at the start of this. First of all, he doesn't come out with Scott, he just appears from the crowd and then he starts tormenting the skyscrapers. He nicks Teddy Long's hat, <laughs> starts barking at him. Didn't he have like a box of popcorn too when he was coming through the crowd? Like a box full of popcorn. Yeah, I think it was a box of popcorn he had. And when I say a box of popcorn, it wasn't like one of those ones where they put all the things in there, you go around and sell them. It was like legitimately a box filled yeah. with popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's found that out the back somewhere and thought, oh, I'll have that later. <laughs> he's like, fine. <laughs> it reminds me of a story that I saw like Triple H tell. And he's like, it's the end of the night. Him and him and Mick Foley were in the main event. And he sees Mick leaving the arena and he's got a fucking garbage bag full of popcorn. <laughs> and Triple H is like, what are you doing, Mick? He's like, oh, this yeah. one, I won't have to stop to get anything to eat. I'll just eat this while I drive. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley, you know, professional wrestler running fueled on fucking popcorn. How do you like that? <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Um, yeah, they. The, I think the crowd started chanting like, uh, "You are bald, that Teddy Long or something like that." We snatched his hat too. So the opening of this was really funny. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and because yeah. once they hit started, <laughs> Scott's basically saying, "Okay, Rick." It's like, yeah, if you're in that sort of mood, you go for it. <laughs> yeah, they're all yours, buddy. <laughs> And Rick says, okay, and he gets in there and has a huge belly-to-back suplex on Dan Spivey. Like, threw him yeah. across the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Picks up this six-foot-nine, 300-something-pound man and just throws him across the ring like he's nothing. And then clotheslines him over the top rope, too, for a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Steiner line. <laughs> the dark face gremlin out here ripping apart Dan Spivey fueled on fucking popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. 
Eh. Finally, Spivey gets back in the ring. These guys weren't fucking around. Spivey gets back in the ring and he reverses <laughs> like a, a slam attempt and hits a fucking huge pile driver. And he looked like he yes. legitimately dropped Rick on his head, but it didn't even phase him. No, it was it was it was as good as a, any tombstone at that you know that you could have seen. Rick sold it well, and Spivey hit it perfectly right on his head. Yeah, and look, he would have got the three count, but uh, Scott got in there and broke up the pin. Um, and then I have rope next to my notes, Glenn. I said, "So, some pretty pretty hard hitting shit here." <laughs> Yeah, that, that sums it up perfectly. You don't need to get technical. That is it. Scott Steiner then finally gets in the ring. He he comes in. He hits a Frankenstein on Dan Spivey. And then Sid tries to get in there to do something about it. And he hits a fucking fall away slam on him. Like he's. My mind was blown at this point by this entire match. Yeah. I. I actually put a little note here as to he starting to taking liberties with our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it took forever. Finally, Sid gets in the ring, but he wasn't in there for very long. He did, like, two moves and tan, tan, tag dance Spivey back in. Yeah. <laughs> to do it's a double drop kick. Yeah, and drop kicks that didn't make a lot of contact. Um, but yeah, so then Dan Spivey eventually he's gonna pick up Scott Steiner like a child and just slam him down like nothing. Um, so that happens too. Um, eventually, Rick Steiner gets in there, he hits a power bomb on Dan Spivey, goes to the pin, but Sid gets in. So Scott gets in, takes him out, and then one of the one of the uh, Doom members hits the ring. And so the ref calls for a disqualification, even though he really didn't hit anybody. He just got a quick Steiner line sent to him. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. and then the Road Warriors hit the ring, and Doom's in the ring, and the Steiners are in the ring, and the skyscrapers are in the ring, and it's a big mass of humanity is just brawling it out out there. Yep. So we get another brawl to end. Again, protecting all involved. This is the trouble with this this time because you got the skyscrapers. Basically, a tweeners, right? They're not being booed out the building as, as out and out hills. You know, in fact, as we've seen, is that crowds are lapping it up when they squash jobbers. I mean, how did you not? And then you're putting them up against two of the, the two top tag teams in the division at that time, so you have to protect all involved. So, although it's two screwy finishes on both of these that were reviewed, there's there are there's logical reasons to both of them being screwy finishes. Right, and then we kind of got what we talked about with the whole woman and, and doom thing because woman shows up out there and she kind of has yep. like a back and forth thing with Rick Steiner. Um, well, she explained that to me because I had no idea what the fuck was going on with that. Yeah. What the fuck is woman doing out here? Like, she definitely know. shows up. Yeah, so that, that whole story played into it, too. So, yeah, I don't think you, you didn't hurt anybody or hurt anything within that by having no. people, you know, come and fucking. I said all, all they were doing there is making the tag division more interesting. Yeah. Because you I throw mean, doom into the into the mix with the Steiners, the Road Warriors, the Skyscrapers. Although, sadly, as you say, the Skyscrapers aren't going to be there for much longer. 
Yeah, I think the skyscrapers have like one or two more matches. I didn't you? I think last week you said that um, Sid got injured in a match with the Road Warriors or something like that, and then he went away for a couple of months. And I think that maybe when they brought Mark, mean Mark in. Yeah. Um, because the next time we're going to see Psycho Sid, he he will not. Next time we see Sid Vicious, he will not be in the skyscrapers. He's going to be in a much more prestigious pro wrestling stable, uh, the Four Fucking Horsemen. Yes. <laughs> Who's so, logical? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that in episode six. We are going to uh, get to Psycho Sid join the Four Horsemen. And we're going to watch the Four Horsemen compete in some six man and eight man tags where they destroy some jobbers. So, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Excellent. And we've got some promos. And we've got some promos. So, mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for is the promo gold from one Sid Vicious. It certainly is. It certainly is. Well, that's it. That's all from this episode of our uh, I Don't Know Shit, The Live and Times of Psycho Sid. Our sitting has come to an end, so now it's time for Glenn to say goodbye. Goodbye. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Live, pal. And I have half the brain to see you. Trying to make me look like a jackass.